2 Timothy 3. And I'm going to use a lot of scriptures and even talk about something tonight we, we regularly teach on. But uh, I pray God will give us something fresh and needed tonight. Amen. God bless you for all you do. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your presence here tonight. So great, Lord, to feel your spirit in this house in such a such a real way, God. This anointing and just uh, as we worship you and the glory comes down, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for helping us. And thank you, Lord, for Lord these last days that we see the battle, Lord, in this day and. We thank you for giving us your strength and your help and your perfecting us, God, and helping us be everything we need to be. Help us again tonight through your word, I pray. God will give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Second Timothy verse chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture. Amen. I think we said something about the other day, not just the red letters. Amen. All Scripture. Not just the New Testament. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It'll help you. All Scripture, inspired by God, and it's profitable. Amen. For doctrine, teaching, truth. Amen. When people thank God for truth, they're recognizing how the Bible tells us that in the last days there would be so much, so many fables and so much deception. Thank God for a revelation of truth. Scriptures profitable for doctrine, for reproof and for correction. He will confront us. Amen. He'll help us see our error and Correct us in our ways. Thank God. For instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God bless you. You can be seated. I'm not going to take a lot of time tonight. I want to tell you that this may sound very obvious. But God knows what's in tomorrow. God knows what you're getting ready to face. God knows what the devil would bring against you. He also knows what he has in store for you. His plan for you. It's a good plan. Amen. He, I believe he told the prophet Jeremiah that my, my thoughts for you are so many that, that I, have a, I have an intention for your life. I think so often about the will of God, and I want to stay on that timeline. I don't want to veer off of it. I don't want to choose to do something after my own way, my own will. I want to keep following God because I want to end up where He wants me to end up because I know it's good. And I know ultimately it's heaven. Isn't it amazing that He loves you that much that He wants you to live with Him throughout eternity? And he doesn't want you to be lost. It's not his will that any would perish, the Bible says. So he knows where you are in this 
journey that you're on. He knows how you got here and he knows where you're going. And he's got that plan for your life and he knows there's an adversary. And if we will pay attention to the spirit of God that would speak, the Bible says expressly, very specifically, directly to our lives through his word. That he's getting us ready. It's, uh, it would be unfair and unreasonable for somebody to throw you, if you, you got hired on at a job and they would just throw you into it without any training. Amen. Without the ability to learn what it's going to take to, to be productive, to be effective. Amen. And sometimes, uh, Depending on the job, depending on the level of, uh, of, of what it takes to, to do that job might be, uh, there, there may be a very, uh, a lengthy training period. And, and maybe as some of you, I know Brother Mike in his field, it's just, uh, very common for him to say, Hey, you know, pray for me. I've got some, some training I need to be a part of. And, uh, there's something that I need to be, maybe something new or something that I need to be brought up to date and, uh, or something that they're, uh, they're bringing in, in and I, I need to, to be just understanding just how to do my job properly. Too many times we enter into the kingdom of God and we kind of wing it. Amen. We kind of have our ideas. We're kind of stuck in our ways. Amen stubbornness that says, hey, this is just how I do it. It's how I've always been. Hey, listen to me. We need God to instruct us. Sometimes correct us. We need to learn what God has for us and how we're going to have to face the challenges that we're going to face. It's amazing because God is so good. He'll get you ready. For the battle ahead, he'll equip you and enable you to be an overcomer. Well, praise God. So often I've seen it and um, so much, uh, so many times as as I've been in this for a little while now and and I've seen too many times I've I've seen how people do well. Amen. And, And it's not just luck. It's not because they have it any easier than anybody else. But they allow God to, to, to speak clearly into their lives. Listen, God speaks clearly, but the question is, are we listening? Amen. God is, is faithful and he's good. And, and, and you know what? He'll help you if you'll let him. But so often we allow ourselves to be so distracted. We make a choice. We make a choice to, you're going to get the same kind of, you say, oh, well, it's hard for me to pay attention. Hey, (laughs) not telling me anything. I don't know. It's hard. But you know what? God will help you, but you're going to have to press in sometimes. You remember that widow, that woman that pressed into the crowd to touch the hem of Jesus' garment? Sometimes doing what you have to do is it takes you to, to care enough. To press in. You know God's got a plan for you. You know the devil's going to fight you. You know there's going to be adversity. And uh, 
Because we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. The question is, how important it is, is it to you? I say, well, I can cruise on through my life and kind of do my own thing. And if I have a problem, you know, God's always going to have mercy on me. That's not how you become furnished and how you mature and become complete. Bible talks of man of God being perfect, complete, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Very simply put, there is a reason. It's not that God can't handle your situation. He can. Now listen to me. I know. You might say, I, I don't understand why I have to go through this. But you don't know what anybody else is going through. But the bottom line is, God's going to be there for you personally. And give you what you need to get where you need to go and overcome anything that you come against. The question is, why is it not like somebody else? But why don't you just pay attention to God? You know, there was a man. I didn't expect to get into this tonight. I thought it was going to be another message for another time. But there was a man, a very, I'll say strange situation in the Bible. Anybody remember the man that was sitting by the pool that the angel would come down in trouble? The Bible says... We don't have a lot of understanding of how that happened, a lot of history, and, and I, don't, I generally try to do my best to, to just interpret Scripture with Scripture because some of the commentaries and histories can, can, uh, can be a little sketchy. But the, uh, there's not a lot. Why did this angel come down, trouble the water, and the first one in would get a miracle? And everybody, they didn't know how often it would happen. I don't believe at all. They just kind of random, really. And there was a man there that had been sitting there for a while, and he wanted a miracle, but he had nobody to help him. Can I just tell you what this is all about? It's a man in a situation that it just wasn't fair. Let's be honest. It wasn't fair. I, I, there's no way. I, everybody's getting their miracle. I can't get there. I don't have anybody to help me, and it wasn't his fault. He wanted healed just like the other one, but everything was stacked against him. But let me tell you something. As much as he could have sat there and sang the blues and said, it's not fair, it's not right, I'll never get a miracle like this. Here comes Jesus coming right to him. You want to be healed? I've got no one. Do you want to be healed? I can't make it. Do you want to be healed? That's all so unfair. You're right. You've got situations that aren't fair in your life. But God will meet you and help you overcome and be everything you need to be. You don't have an excuse because Jesus is going to be personal to you to help train you, teach you, correct you, instruct you. question is, are you paying attention? You don't have to battle some of these things all your life. You just need to start reaching out to God and pay attention to what he's telling you. Amen. I'm sure. Can I use this testimony? Thank you. I believe I will. (laughs) Brother Chris is praying for patience and temperance, self-control. You know how I like to have that happen? God give it to me. Boom. (laughs) Now you got it. Okay. Well, you know what? It might have just happened just like that, but now we're going to test it. I already know what you got, but now God wants you to know what you got. And for you to encourage everybody else to say you could have it too. Amen. We like everything to just be easy, but listen to me. God knows you're in a battle and that's not easy. He'll train you. He'll equip you if you'll have an ear to hear what the Spirit would say. 
Romans 10. Familiar scripture. He's going to get you to the next level. He's going to get you to where your faith is growing, that where you can be stronger in this battle that you're fighting, whatever you're facing. But so often, I've seen it. I started saying this earlier. I've seen people do well. I've seen people mess up. I remember quite a few months ago, brother asking me, hey, you've seen this quite a few times. How's that usually work out? Because, you know, if you're going to do well, the Bible tells us how to do well. And it's not going to be different for you than everybody else. And if you're going to make poor decisions, it's not going to go well. If you're going to choose to say no to what God's telling you, it's not going to go well. And you can say, well, God's so merciful. Yes, he is. And he'll help you. But you've got to pay attention to God. Let him teach you how to be an overcomer. Amen. A lot of this feel-good kind of motivational speech that's called preaching nowadays, that's not getting people ready. Oh, you know what? Just, you know, it's, it's like, a, like a self-help book. I hear people talking, and, and it's very little about what Jesus does to empower and to, to equip us. It's more about, you know, I'm going to have the right attitude, and I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know, just uh, look within and get this inner strength and all these things that really have nothing to do with learning and being equipped for a battle. Look what it says in Romans 10, verse 13. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that term salvation is a whole lot more than what a lot of people think. If you go look at the Bible terminology for salvation and being saved, it's not always just about our, our soul and, and, and being delivered from sin, but being delivered from being saved in the battle. Being saved in temptation, being overcoming, really. And, and you need God no matter what you're up against. But listen, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? You gotta put your, you're not gonna call on somebody to help you if you don't have faith in them. So first you gotta have faith in God, or you won't call on him if you don't believe he's gonna help you through your trouble. Well, how are you going to believe on him if you haven't heard? Hey, that's why we preach and that's why we have testimony time. I believe because I've heard he's faithful. I believe that of what I've heard. And now I'm going to put my faith and believe him too for myself. How should they hear without a preacher? How should they preach except they be sent? This isn't an idea saying, hey, I think that's a good idea for me. I think I'd like to do that. No, it's got to be God's calling. It's got to be God's anointing. Praise God. How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But, listen, they have not all obeyed the gospel. you got to hear it. That's going to put faith in you, belief in you. And you gotta, you got to listen to that, put that into action. It might just be calling on God. It might be turning away from sin. It might be stepping up your game as far as learning and growing or reaching out more. But you've got to obey what God is telling you. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our reports, so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Drop down to verse 21 for sake of time. 
Romans 10, 21. But to Israel, he saith, all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. That word gainsaying means stubborn, defiant, opposing, disputing. How many know what that's all about when you when your flesh is fighting the spirit? When God's trying to lead you and you're saying, oh, I got a better idea than that, right? God's saying, I've been reaching out, but they haven't been submitting to me, obedient to me. Been reaching out all day long. You want to do well. You're going to have to pay attention to what God's trying to say to you. You want to do well. You've got to have an ear to hear what God's spirit's going to say to you. Amen. You know, in Luke, uh, turn with me in Luke eight, it's a. One of the places, a sister or companion scripture, if you will, to Matthew 13 with the parable of the sower. Luke 8. Verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. We are familiar with Jesus said the the seed, the sower goes forth and sows the seed. So here it is again, like Romans 10, this God called God sent preacher is preaching the word of God. He is sowing the seed and it's going to fall on all kinds of ground. Not everybody's going to be good ground. We like to think that I like to believe that everybody's just getting everything God's putting out there and getting a hold of it and letting it go deep into their hearts, hearing it. They're ready to do it, be doers of the word of God, right? But the Bible says those that's those by the wayside. You remember, you can look at it up a few verses. Some seed falls by the wayside and the birds come and devour that seed. It's never planted. It never, never grows. Those and he tells it those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. The enemy is going to be right there. We are familiar with the battle. It's not strange or uncommon that you would have a battle just being able to put yourself Plug yourself in, engage in the word of God. There are people that can shout and, uh, and dance and leap for joy. The word of God, they just kind of veg out. That's the battle. Amen. Praise the Lord. I remember, I don't know, years ago when I knew Brother Campbell and some of the other men that were friends with him. We sang that song, Shout Now. Shout now, and and it just brought back a memory. Some completely different using that phrase, but there used to be this thing down south, I guess, mostly, where uh, they would say that because some people they just shout when you know everything's high church and everybody's excited and everybody's you know just just feeling the presence of God. Then the word of God comes down right down your aisle. The word of God starts getting right down into where you're living, and then one of those. Old Southern men or women say, shout now, darling. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to shout, praise God, when, when God's trying to get a hold of you and get you to give up your sin. Amen. Get you to start living the way he, you know you need to be living. 
Because the devil comes and takes the word out of their hearts. There's a battle going on. God's wanting to equip you. God's wanting to train you for what's ahead. Too many people, can I use this again, limit themselves. They never grow. They're in church and they're, they're hearing the word, but they never really get past a certain point in their faith. Because they allow it to be, you got to chase those birds off. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't care who you are here. And you think you're the only one that struggles with with distractions and things like that. Listen, no, 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 it's not true. You know, sometimes we can't be in church. Sometimes I I realize that I don't want to I don't want to take it lightly, but I I recognize there's some times where, you know, it's just going to be an impossibility. And hopefully it's not uh, you're not excited about that. Amen. But a lot of times, you know, we we can make a choice, say, well, you know, I just I had things to do. You're going to have to make up your mind if the word of God's going to be a priority in your life. You're going to have to make a decision. You say, well, I'm really busy. Yeah, you're, if you're too busy for God, you're too busy. You're going to have to specifically set up a schedule. You say, well, sometimes I'm, you know, I, I'm just going to be really tired. Well, sometimes you need to just go ahead and adjust that so that you can be mentally present in the house of God. But sometimes you just, you, you just got to do the best you can and God will meet you there. If you do the work, if you put in the effort, God's going to meet you there. Well, praise God. You stay up all night and do something worthless and then say, oh, it's so hard for me to pay attention in church. Well, that was your choice, too. Amen. But sometimes we we really do. I know we're living in a day uh, when, uh, you know, we, we have such... You know, entertainment and things in this world have have dumbed us down and taken away our attention span and you know who even reads books anymore now look what you're giving me shakespeare here <laughs> and i gotta learn elizabethan english or, you know and and i'm not you want me to sit in church and and for for half hour 45 minutes an hour oh come on i don't you know you're gonna have to just just uh, learn to say, God, this is this is your your method. So everybody learns differently. You know, I know there's different styles of learning, but God said, I chose preaching. Amen. I chose preaching to save them that believe. So we got We're going to have to come to God and say, hey, you help me. Help me not to to be distracted. Help me to be focused and present and hearing so easy, so many things that that can pull us away and and think, oh, well, this this little thing annoys me. You know, something it's time to get over that and just say, hey, I'm, I'm here for this is important. This is my soul. This is my walk with God. This is how God equips me to meet those needs. And you're going to have to overcome some of that. Amen. Amen. Imagine being at just a job and saying, well, you know, this kind of. It distracts me so I didn't get anything done this week. <laughs> you know, somebody over there across the office, you know, they tap their pencils. So just driving me crazy. Couldn't get anything done. You know, uh, <laughs> time to grow up. Yeah. Time to realize that not everything is just going to be, you know, spoon fed to your little snowflake mouth. 
There's going to be adversity. Amen. There's going to be devils with pencils tapping. Going to be great tribulation. Yeah. So, you know, you got to learn how to just say, you know what? I can get over that. I need to hear from God. You know, here's something that we can really uh, kind of kid ourselves. The devil will lie to us. And we're hearing what the preacher's saying, but all the time they say, oh, I know who that's for. We're shoveling it over our shoulder onto somebody else. I hope they're listening. Oh, he's getting after them. They really need to hear this. I hope they're listening. All along, you're missing what God has for you. Or here's something that's super carnal. Like, I'm listening, I'm paying attention, but I just feel like, like he's, he's calling me out. He's picking on me. That preacher hates me. Trying to make a fool out of me. Trying to make me feel uncomfortable. Yep, that's, you know, it's kind of like a parent says, you know, oh yeah, we are up all night trying to make, come up with ways to make our kids miserable. <laughs> this is going to make them so, so miserable. That's what we live for. It's kind of the way preachers are too. All these people that we love and care for, we, they're, they're coming to, to, to hear from God, but who cares? We got somebody we really want to make them feel like we have it out against them. That's, uh, whew, that's pretty self-centered. Amen. We ought to be praying. God, talk to me. Help me. I know. I, I understand what's going on. I want to be saved. I've seen too many people fall away. I want to hear from you. Help me. Teach me. God, I'm not afraid to be corrected. I'm not afraid of conviction. Lord, talk to me and help me be saved. Challenge me. I don't want to be comforted in my sin. I don't want to be lukewarm and think that I'm rich and increased with goods, have need of nothing, and, and be so blind, miserable, naked, and wretched and not even know it. God, talk to me. Talk to me. Help me see what I need. Let me be sensitive that your word could prick my heart. Look what it says in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Spilling water all over myself. You just turn to Hebrews. <laughs> you know, recently read the book of Proverbs just last week, I believe. I was working my way through the book of Proverbs and over and over and over. One of the things, you know, there's a lot of themes that yeah. repeats itself. And one of them is just over and over again. Someone who's wise will receive reproof. Someone who's wise will receive instruction. Someone who's wise will receive rebuke. Someone who's wise. You're seeking out that. You you know, it's it's foolish. It, It really is foolish in the most just clear sense of the word foolishness. That... We would want to feel right, not be right. We would be more interested in looking right than being right. That shows me you're more interested in what people think about you than what God thinks about you. Amen. If I'm doing it wrong, I'm wasting my time 
God help me see it, do it right. If I've been doing something and living something that's not in the Bible and you have something better for me, God, let me see that. Lord, strip away all my my false religious ways and help me to just love you and serve you in in sincerity and truth. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, for the word of God is quick and powerful. It's alive and it's powerful. Amen. The word of God is going to pierce down past the surface, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'll tell you, the more you seek God and start developing a relationship with this amazing God that cares about you, you start delving into an understanding that this almighty, holy God has welcomed you into his family, invited you into his kingdom. You're, you're going to start saying, God... I, I'm not. I, I'm way past. I don't want to. I don't want uh, to mess up. I don't want to do something wrong. But I want to do something right for the right reasons. Amen. You know the Pharisees. Some of the some of the things that God was trying to convict them of and deal with them. You know, you can do the right thing and look like a whited tomb, a beautiful ornate uh, crypt, if you will, and be rotten on the inside. When you say, God, help me, just I want, like David said, break, put truth in the inward parts. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Start reading about the sacrifices. I think we talked about it. I was also looking in Leviticus some this week and this past week, and it sucked about how, how they just take that sacrifice and, and cut it up into pieces and, and wash and talk about certain parts of the kidneys and in there. Just down inside. It's what God wants to do to us as a living sacrifice. Wash us inside. The outside's going to end up being clean, but get that inside clean. Yes, sir. Amen. A discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Dig down inside of me, Lord, and yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get myself in trouble. I didn't cuss them out. I didn't. Uh, I didn't smack them when I. I could have, but. But God, look inside of me. Look inside of me. Is there a burden for souls? Is there a love that, like you, are you dwelling inside of me? Amen? Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God's seeing it all. God is not only working in us, perfecting us. We're going to see that in Ephesians 4. Go ahead and turn to it a while. God is working in us to to take us to a place. See, God's got an intention. Amen. Yeah. There's some things that maybe are a stumbling block in you that God's saying, we need to get that out before the trumpet sounds. We need to fix that up. Praise God. If you're going to be part of a bride that has no blemish, 
Amen. I, uh, there's, there's some of you, you're still holding on to some of those things that you need to let go of. And amen. God's word will get down in there. But too often, listen to me, too often we sit through church or we'll read our Bibles or, or God puts something in our way, somebody to, to say just the right thing he wants them to say. And we take it too lightly. We're not listening with ears of the spirit. We're not paying attention to what God is really trying to help us train us. Some of the things is, uh, we kind of talked about it earlier. It's, it's an example. Don't. We're not in competition. Let people challenge you and say, you know what? I could do better in that area. I could be more patient through troubles. Amen. Uh, Worship, prayer, just let God step up your game. Ephesians 4, verse 14. And this is so much of this. uh, I had in my notes and I cut it way down for the sake of time. Ephesians 4, verse 14, it talks about the ministry, uh, apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, right? For the edifying of the body. And it says there in verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. God's going to help you minister to you to help you grow up. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. God's going to help you learn to, to, to separate the truth from the lies. God's going to help you in this last day be able to stay focused on his voice. Because his sheep hear his voice. His sheep are going to be led through all these end time problems. We're going to have to pay attention to the spirit of God. Hallelujah. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. That's what the Bible says. I know there's a lot of people working together. We need to get all the preachers together. We just need to all have unity. What about these guys? We need to figure out who they are. There's no unity there. Slight of men. Cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Sometimes. Our desire, hey, I believe in unity, I desire, I, I want to work toward that, but sometimes we got to separate ourselves. I've had good friends. I've had to say, you're going a path I can't follow. Right. I care about you, I'll pray for you, I'll be here anytime, but I can't walk with you. Right. Because you're, uh, you're messing up. Bible says that they lie and wait to see, but here we are speaking the truth in love may grow up. There it is again, grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. We're going to be more like Jesus. Let this be your prayer. God, when I come to the house of God and any time, Lord, help me, help me be less like me and more like you. Help me grow up and be more yielded to it's it's more than imitating christ it's just dying out to ourselves and letting the spirit of god lead and guide and shine through from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted thank god for good church family by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in measure of every part make it increase 
of the body, listen, unto the edifying of itself in love. Ask yourself. Ask yourself every every time God's talking, every time God is working. And that's that's not, you know, we're talking about church and that's a lot of this, but not always. Sometimes you're just going to be at home praying in the word of God and your time that you spend with him. You got to ask yourself a question. God, what are you calling? What kind of action are you calling me to? I want to be a doer, not a hearer only. God, what are you you calling to, to perfect me? Amen. To sanctify me. To help get get things out of my life, laying aside weights, laying aside the sin that does so easily beset me, laying aside pride or, or whatever, giving me strength in certain areas or maybe getting me out of my comfort zone, getting me to a place where I can just try to maybe it's not really my choice. But God, I think you're trying to get me to to, to reach out a little bit more, whatever it might be. God, what are you calling me to do? What's God saying to you? Amen. What's God? What's God want you to do? Do you ask God? I'm. Uh, I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to be in a rut. I want you to be able to talk to me. And and you got to ask it when when God's talking to you. What what are you saying, God? What do you really? How do I put this into action? Because God was going to challenge you. God's going to work in you. God's going to get you out of that boat like Peter and get you doing what seems the seem to be impossible for you that might be something for them but for me i I can god says get out of the boat and come on over i'm gonna help you be better amen god's training us he is he's getting us ready there's some things in your life there's some 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 areas in your life you're going to meet the challenge you're gonna god's going to use you in ways that 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 he's called you to be used and he's going to get you ready for that too often I've seen people just not be ready because they've just been tuned out, distracted so easily. Just, just I'm just trying to cruise on and by, and and after that's a waste. You're wasting time that God wants to use to get His Word in you. Amen. When I think about all the, again, if I could just get back to the preaching, if I think about all the, the hours upon hours just in one year, we're here listening to the Word of God. If we could say, God. What are you telling me? What are you speaking to me? What do you want me to hear? How do you want me to respond to that? What do you want me to do? We could do that every service. Where would we be in a month, in another year? Oh, I'll tell you what, God's working. Will you let him? Will you let him? Let's bow our heads in prayer. We are living in the days the Bible prophesied of there be a famine in the land. Oh, You've got a full refrigerator, I'm sure, but... But what about the hearing of the word of God is what it says. Not that the word of God is not there. But are we hearing God speak to us? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? What are you holding on to that you can't just say, okay, God, I surrender all. Not my way, not my will trust you today. I'm not going to be that one you're reaching out to all day long and still so stubborn. I surrender all to you. God is teaching. Are you teachable? God is speaking. Do you have an ear to hear? God's going to deal with you right where you need to be dealt with if you'll pay attention. 
guide you, lovingly teach you, instruct you. He's put good examples all around you. Yes, he has. And he's going to make you into somebody, something that can be an example too. To your family, to your friends, to this generation. Do you have an ear to hear? Can you be sensitive to the Spirit of God? Come on, why don't you join others that are coming? God, give me an ear to hear what you're saying to me. God, let me be obedient to what you want me to do. opportunities over and over again. Develop a sensitivity to His voice and He'll lead you. But you can't say no, don't don't take that from my life. Don't. You can do anything, but don't go there, God, and 
You're not allowed to talk to me about this and then have God work in your life and use you. You got to just surrender and say, okay, God, teach me, instruct me, correct me, and Lord, work through me. I'll, I'll follow you. The Apostle Paul, what an example he was. When God struck him down, spoke to him on the road to Damascus, God spoke to a man of God and said, Ananias, go pray for him and tell Paul how much he's going to suffer for my kingdom. I know Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. But God took him down a path that he had to yield to, he had to surrender to, and it wasn't always easy. God might lead you in some ways that aren't always easy, but don't don't fight with God. Just let him work and you'll find out, oh, it was good. It was good all along. He had a plan. Let's all stand. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight. I pray for each one, Lord, that in these dark days we all could hear your voice even more clearly. That we pay attention to what you're saying to us, Lord. And Lord, that you would we would hear and obey what you'd have us do. Help us, Lord, not to be stubborn, not to be selfish, but Lord, to just submit ourselves to you day by day. We love you so much. God, thank you for this day of great services, God. Thank you for your presence. And God, we pray that you'll just go with us now. Continue to guide and direct our lives. Keep us safe as we travel. We give you the praise and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, church.